TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 431, and I am Olivia, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Yusun, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hey, this is Peter. Uh, I write reviews for Why So Blue. And why are you so blue? I'm I've always not. wanted to know. Am I blue? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with the news. First up, not so great news. Carnival Rose Season 2 is having creative differences. And Ooh. now we have a new showrunner. The showrunner has been fired. Oh. Oops. And we got a new one, which worries me because I really liked how Season 1 ended. And I was very excited to see it pick up in Season 2. And now I'm like, ugh. You, bringing in a new person who has to just like watch the show and be like, I guess this is where we're going now. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't like that Wait, at all. I didn't, I didn't hear. Did you say they stormed off or they got fired? It said creative differences. And they when they do that, they are not saying who got fired or who quit or whatever. They right. just said that there's a new showrunner. Got it. Um, HBO has greenlit a show called Maniac Cop. Uh, with Nicholas Raphne as showrunner, which the way they made it, it seems like it's something famous that I should know, but I have no idea what it is. Wait, does anybody here know what Maniac Cop is? No, I don't know Maniac Cop, but who's the creative person? Nicholas Ref R E F N. Oh, Re- ooh, uh, he's the guy that did Drive and Neon Demon, and so, I mean, he's he's I think a is he British? He might be British, but. I mean, he's he's kind of a cool director, so that's interesting. I don't he's show I don't running. Know. He's not just he's not directing. Or showrunner. I don't know Mania Cock though. That I don't know. But HBO picked it up. Uh, Will Smith is doing a Fresh Prince spinoff for television. Why? I okay. Don't know what the and world was clamoring for. I was like, but is he in it? It doesn't sound like he's going to be in it. It just sounds like he's executive producing it. Which, I mean, the kick of The Fresh Prince was Will Smith. Like, nobody watched it for the rest of the family. Like, I'm sorry, but we all watched it for Will Smith. Oh, I like Carlson. Eh, but only because he was with The Fresh Prince, you know what well, I'm saying? Well, but I mean, his, it was his, because he was the opposite. Like, right, that's what made right. The, that's what made it interesting, but you... Yeah, I mean... But I mean, I don't know. It like, was still a sidekick. Say again? I said he still seemed like a sidekick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's called the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, well, that's why I'm like, what would you spin off? But whatever. Uh, Apple Plus is developing a follow up for Band of Brothers. So what they're doing? Because if you all remember when Band of Brothers came out, there was Band of Brothers, and then there was the Pacific. So Band of Brothers was the war in Europe, and then there's victory in Europe, and then the Pacific was everything that happened, you know, against Japan and the Pacific Ocean. And so I was like, what are they going to do as a third? And so Apple Plus is doing the show we didn't ask for, of course, which is, it's called The Air. So it's all the aerial fights 
that happened. No, it's not called the heir. It's yeah. a better name than that. Is it called? I was going to say that is a horrible name. No, it's it's it, it, you are correct. It's called the Wingman. It's called something yeah, it, like that. It is about um, <laughs> it, it is about um it is about flying. But right. I mean it's it's a better title. Well, um, I was thinking of like the war in the air is what I was thinking and I I can't remember. You're right. I I screwed up the news. I I apologize. Uh but uh and then but I don't know. I mean Panda Brothers was so good. And the Pacific was okay. And Masters so, Masters of the Air. That's there you the name. Go. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a better name. I just, see. I got the air part right. That's like saying metal flying objects in the air. Like <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of talented actors come from Band of Brothers. I mean, oh, a lot they of do. People. I mean, they really do. Uh, but Band of Brothers was so amazing. Uh, but but the Pacific wasn't as good. And so I guess I'm just like wondering, like, what is it? Twenty years later, do we need a third one? Uh, I'd like something original that isn't tied, or is a prequel, or isn't a trilogy, or isn't a reboot, well, it's, or isn't reimagining. Know, what is, well, it's there's not... there's a ton of stuff you can do about, and God knows they do about World War II. So yeah. I I would assume it, it's going to hinge on whether they can come up with stories that are as compelling. And personalities that are were as compelling as the ones that we learned about in Band of Brothers, sure. and I think that's why that was so good. And Pacific wasn't quite as engaging because the characters just weren't as engaging, and and their interplay with each other wasn't as as good. I think. Right. So, um, but so I'm just saying, be... I'm just not as like because of that. I'm just like meh. That's all. Mm. Uh, Disney Plus is finding out that their biggest uh, hurdle for getting new subscribers is Netflix loyalty. They said they interviewed and surveyed a large number of people, and most people weren't interested because they said they were happy with their Netflix. Well, that's interesting, because I I always hear about how people are always saying that everyone's going to leave Netflix, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, I have no plan. I, no one I know is planning to leave Netflix. Like I've never, I haven't talked no, to anyone. But to be fair, we are, we are all getting D- Disney Plus. Yes, I am getting yeah. Disney Plus, but I'm not leaving Netflix. Right, but you it. know, for some people, with when you, you, you're talking about a very tight budget, um, I mean, for me, it's nothing to to just add on different things. But for other people, that you know, they're talking about, well, I can afford one, but I can't afford the other. So that's where it starts to become onerous, I think. Right, and, and that's where say, they're worried about people not not breaking up with Netflix. Where did you read it? Where did you read this? Uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter. And what 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 is the title of the article? I want to read it later. <laughs> I'll tell you off podcast. Just send me the just send me the article. <laughs> Because <laughs> that, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I I know I would agree with Allison that obviously, I think a lot of us on this podcast have more than can afford more than one streaming service. But yes, I mean, obviously, there's other people with families and you know kids and stuff, and it's their budgets tighter. So and Disney, and also the proliferation of streaming services. Yeah, so I mean, there's I there's certain ones that I'm just not, not getting because get. there's you know come yeah. on. Like yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get HBO Max. That's because it costs too much. It's twenty dollars. So much, and I was like, eh, "Do I yeah. need that?" No, like, why do I... I don't. Not for twenty dollars. Um, Netflix is even twenty. I always, I always think that in life, most people, give or take, I think that uh, money wise or not, I think people are usually comfortable with three. 
like we had three networks, there's three video game systems. And so like, I feel like with streaming, I'm like, okay, so you'd have Netflix, Hulu, and then maybe a third. And like, most people right now it's Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Those oh, are no, the top Amazon, three. Right. Yeah. And, and especially Amazon is coming out with, so especially if you're a sci-fi person, sci-fi fantasy, Amazon is the place to be right now. Although it's different about Amazon, especially though. because you get it anyway if you get if you want free shipping via oh. Prime, so it's like, you know, that's why I got mine, and the the streaming service was, was like bonus, was cherry right. on top, yeah. Right, and you're also only right, so you're you're so unlike the, the other ones are monthly. I think with Amazon, it's you basically pay, you pay it once a year. year. Yeah, so it's a different. You can pay monthly. You can also pay monthly if you want. Oh, okay. So you can you pay less if you pay all front ones. But you're saying, right. Libya, you're saying, but people. People were asked, and they are not. They don't necessarily want to give up Netflix. Correct. Interesting. Well, I'm with I'm with Peter because I've read so many articles about the death of the oncoming death of Netflix, and they interviewed a bunch of millennials, and and millennials were you know, and they're I don't know, they're not particularly loyal. I guess that's what the article was saying, and they were all saying that they were like fine with jumping. Uh, off of Netflix, especially because The Office and Friends are going to be yeah, leaving. I mean, so, I know yeah. they're they're saying that The Office and Friends are like a big draw, but I'm like, really, such a big With draw that you're gonna that you're gonna quit Netflix? Like that makes no that's sense. Millennials. No, that's I, what the, that's I don't. What they're I don't believe them. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel <laughs> like I, I personally like Netflix for their original programming. Right, most of the and time. I'm like, really? I don't. I don't believe them that that. Yes, millennials haven't seen. The office and all that stuff, and and that's the kind of show you kind of put in the background while you're doing something else. But you don't quit a service just because you can't continuously loop the fr- friends. Like I don't believe that. So, I know I don't believe it either, but that's what I read. Yeah, and I don't like I said. Yeah, I, I've I said I've it. seen that article too, and I don't buy it. I feel I like mean, I feel like they're saying it. Like if they're interviewing millennials, millennials also just say stuff to be saying stuff too. So I don't believe them. I mean, the other thing, too, is that I don't I guess I feel like if this had happened five years ago, which which frankly is just the studio's fault, like Disney and all them, it was their own fault. Like they gave they gave Netflix way too much time to develop yeah. a lot of really good original series, because I mean, if this was five years ago, we might be like, eh, it's Orange is the New Black. There's not that many shows, House of Cards. But now there's so many Netflix things, you know, right, yeah. so, too much of a lead. Yeah, yeah they got like, mm-hmm. lead. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't okay. see that. One more piece of news before we get into the shows. Uh, uh, the show Titans is allowing the fans to decide whether or not Jason Todd will live or die. Just apparently it's as they did in the comics way back when. So I'm terror. I, I, the thing about Jason Todd's character is he's annoying and refreshing at the same time. And if you ask me if I want him to live or die, I don't know. I'm like, mm, maybe live. Maybe I, like I, I can't like his character in any given week. I either really like him or really hate him. So, which is a nice fine line for a character, but I'm really curious to see how the vote goes. All right. That's all the news I have, and we're going to move on to the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Batwoman, which we did talk about before right out, out of Comic-Con, but now that it's aired uh, and everyone has gotten to see it now, I'm really curious on what you guys think. Was it what you anticipated? Was it better or worse? It was pretty much what I anticipated, um, but, I mean, which I liked. Um, I would say... 
I thought Ruby Rose was better than she was in the backdoor pilot. And I, I, I do still think they, they spend way too much time before getting the suit, um, which I figured they would. Actually, my biggest surprise was I really like who the villain is. Or the connection to the villain. I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. So that that was my kind of takeaway. Um, I mean, technically, she doesn't. She still doesn't really have the suit. At least not the suit we've seen on the, all the billboards. Right. Now. She doesn't but, have, but she's still. But she's on her she's way to suit. becoming. Yeah. She's, she's wearing Batman <laughs> suit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, she's on her I mean, way to not, becoming Batwoman. Correct. Right. It's not. I mean, look, I. I think that I mean all of us. I think watch CW shows, so I'm not expect. I was not expecting succession level pilots or anything. <laughs> like I mean, like, I'm, like, right? I'm like, okay, just establish who she is. I did think they they relied too much on some cheesy flashback stuff, you know. But but yeah, I, yeah. I I'm in. Sure, yeah, I was entertained. You know, um, I I thought it was oh, no, pretty sorry. much. Allison, go ahead. Sorry, I, I thought it was pretty much standard Berlanti. Um, uh, yeah. It was, and there, there was nothing surprising that happened in it. I mean, it's watchable. I, it's, it's not a, it's not bad, but it's not sensational. It's just kind of there for me. I it, it, everything that happened on screen, I anticipated like minutes before. Um, I figured out what the twist was with the the villain. The I think the second time she showed up, the first time that she had a, a confrontation one-on-one with one of the characters. And I went, Oh, okay. I know who she is. Um, and she turned out to be just that. So there's, there's nothing really outstanding or surprising or things that make me, you know, go, Oh, I wasn't looking for that to happen. But, um, if you're looking for, for like an hour of diversion, I guess it's good. It's just, you know, it's at this point, it, it's, it, it feels like it's coming off an assembly line. It's the same kind of stuff that I've seen before. What did you think of her? I, I thought she was okay. You, you she guys, was fine. Go ahead, Ethan, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you guys have saved me my um, scratchy voice. Uh, I mean, I could say Peter Ditto, Allison Ditto. Um, but since you brought up that question, Peter, I'll, I'll, I'll address that. I, I didn't love Ruby Rose in it, but I didn't hate her. And I basically could say the same thing about the show. I, 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 I mentioned this to Libya the other day. I haven't seen her in much where she's had a lot to do. And the pilot is, I mean, the premiere is very much... Uh, I think Peter addressed it. It's very long in the front. I think the exposition was a little too long for me or it focused too much on her. Her. I know we're supposed to get to know her and all that stuff, but I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I just thought the pacing was too slow. Um, so I'm really interested to see. She's not a great actress and the material isn't great. So it's not one of those things where like the show's amazing and, you know, but she could get better or she's amazing. The material doesn't support her. It's just kind of very middle of the road for me but i do see potential um but like everyone said it's berlanti so i'm not really expecting much more but i i feel like if it doesn't give me you know i and uh, the last thing i'll say is i also very much uh, liked the villain and we all know especially with Berlanti shows but most you know especially superheroes it's all about the villain so I I, I also guessed the twist but liked it um, and I thought that um, if she can pull it off uh, it reminded me of Harlequin you know Joker kind yeah, of a I thing that was which, very yeah, original. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah no no I know so that's what I'm saying so even that's not particularly original but that's fine if she can pull it off and do a great job the villain so I'm going to give it a chance but I think the villain was the best part of the of the series so far, but it's, I, I mean, would it's agree the first with episode. That, yeah. Yeah. So it's the first I, episode, so it's fine. 
Uh, can I say, though, I, I will say that um, what Libby and I uh, noticed after watching the pilot, uh, the one thing they it's not really a twist, but the one thing they did not explain is how the heck is her last name Kane? Right, because I was like, wait, is 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 are we saying that uh, Jonathan is it Jonathan Wayne? Thomas uh, Thomas Thomas Wayne. Wayne is that Thomas Wayne's brother, or is that the sister? Is that his sister, or is that the wife of the whatever? Like yeah. I was like, because they they said they're cousins, and I I was like, wait, are we supposed to know how they're related? Like they yeah, well, the father the father is I forgot the first name, but Cain. Um, he's they're they're related to Martha. Okay, thank you. So um, the wife. Okay, so they're oh, they're not okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, they're not Wayne. They're Kane. It's right. I know they were Kane, but we were trying to figure out like, wait, if they're not brothers, then what? And then I couldn't remember. I didn't know whose wife what. Whatever. Uh, so yeah. No, I would gather he was the brother of of Martha. But also that brings the point. Okay, so when Bruce was living as an orphan in his house, why, where was his uncle? I know. I thought that too. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, no, no, he had no uncle. That makes sense now. No, he did have. Well, he had a. He uncle. did on his mother's side. On his mother's side. His mother's side. Oh my god! Oh, you're you're totally right. I'm yeah, <laughs> still his uncle. Well, you know, he's got that military background, so maybe they could excuse that he was like a soldier off fighting somewhere and in no position to raise kids. So well, you could he, do that. He had, kind but of he thing. had two kids with a wife. Well, later. Yeah. Oh, so, that's you true. know, they are true. they are much. She's older. a lot younger than. They're much yeah, younger. Yeah, he is, Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I meant no, he was a fan right. wank at that All point. All right, let's let's let, we'll let I'll that go. Let's that. move That's on. Right. Let's move yeah. on. All right, next up, we're gonna talk about Supergirl, and when I say we, I mean only Peter. He is the last of the podcasters who's still watching the show. Last man standing. Last man standing. So, season premiere. What did you think? And try. And how are you gonna get us to to come back after we've all hate quit the show? Well, not since Citizen Kane has the era <laughs> and feet of uh, no. Um, well, okay, I was a huge fan of the last season, and I know other people that are so clearly not on this podcast. But I thought the last season of Supergirl was one of the best seasons that the Berlanti machine has cranked out. I so will I, disagree because I watched half of that season. I did not like. I, it. I, I mean, I know, but so, um, but the big thing that they had to deal with in this, and then, and I was worried about was that. I guess we can say spoilers. The finale of Supergirl was that Lex Luthor, before he maybe dies, um, basically reveals to his sister Lena that your friends have been lying to you. Kara is Supergirl. Like, so that's the big thing. So she finally knows. Because so I was like, okay, so is this going to be the entire season? Because I really can't deal with that. Like, or meaning, or meaning that what is Lena going to do? Is she going to like now want to kill Supergirl or whatever? And the premiere opens with her, um, it looks like, attacking Supergirl in some kind of special suit or, or some special power. Um, and then you see it's a simulation. And it's like, oh, okay. And so very quickly, Lena is like, no, I, I understand. I, I don't really want to kill Supergirl and everything. But I'm, I am still very unhappy, you know, that she kept this from me and kind of betrayed me. Um, so what I thought was really good, because I will try to make this quick is there's a scene near the end of the episode where finally Kara, uh, Melissa Benoist, um, reveals to Lena on her own, you know, not, you know, not knowing, tells Lena, I'm, I'm Supergirl. And it's really good, man. I mean, like, Melissa Benoist, unlike Ruby Rose, I think, yes, Benoist can be, 
she can be she can be a bit of a of a of a theater actor kid. Like she she can be kind of like she's been on Broadway like and stuff. Over but earnest. Yeah, a little over earnest. She can. Um, but I guess I thought it really worked. And so in this scene, she's really like tearing up, and then I was tearing up, and the nation was this nation of <laughs> was tearing up. Like, uh, and it's a really good scene. It was like she's just like I, you know, I, I made up all these excuses, but. You know, it, it, there is no excuse. And it's pretty good. And then Lena's like, you know, we'll always be sisters. And it's, it was a really good moment. And I was like, wow. I was like, they really handled that well. And then, because um, I did like the episode overall. But then at the very end, you cut back to Lena. And she's basically talking to her robot AI or whatever. like Kind of like Tony Stark has Jarvis. Same, same thing. Um, and she basically is still very angry. And she's still like... So she's clearly like kind of still plotting, and I was like, "Nah, that's kind of lame." Like, so the very end I thought was a little disappointing, but the moment between the two characters where all is revealed, I thought was pretty good. So I mean, I'm in anyway, but yeah. Oh, and then also at the very end, and I'll be curious to see what you guys with who watched Flash or Black Lightning at the very end. There's a character that is revealed to be Jean's brother. And Jean is like, I don't have a brother. And then it's like, Mu-ha-ha-ha. so I'm wondering what is the big thing? What's the big crossover? What's it called? Uh, crisis. Crisis on the, infinite like, earth. Yeah. So it's, so is that meaning that Jean's brother is a brother on a different timeline or something? Uh, well, it's, it's more universe, but yeah, alternate universe. So that's, so basically that is their, that is their, like, ha-ha, this is the big thing that's coming for the season Yeah, because I think on every show, except Black Lightning didn't do it, but on, I think what they're doing is they're going to give a hint that the crisis is coming. But I thought Black Lightning is going to be in this. It is, but they didn't have a hint of it in their episode, that's all. I mean, to be fair, neither did Batwoman, and Batwoman is going to, so. Right. But anyways, so yes, thumbs up for me on Supergirl. It's still not perfect, and as 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 um Allison would say, I mean, you the enjoyment of these shows is still within the Berlanti- I mean, it's, it's, it's within that assumption of like, well, this is a, what a Berlanti show is. So I was still very, I think the chemistry between Benoist and the actress who plays Lena Luthor is still really good. And, and so that's why I, I enjoyed it. So there you go. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this is episode three. And uh, the big thing on this one is um, Nathan Fillion's character doesn't have somebody to ride along with and so now he's hooked up with a detective who's like trying to learn the ropes of LA he just moved there and uh so he's riding along and kind of teaching him or Nathan what is Nathan Fillion's character's call I just blanked on that Nolan he's teaching Nolan Nolan. uh, yeah how to be a detective and giving him tips because he's like oh I want to take the detective's exam and whatnot so their chemistry was pretty good uh, watching them do the case because they were basically uh, investigating. What were they investigating? A murder? I'm sure it was a murder. It's a uh, it's a murder of a, of a young of a, like a teen or or a twenty year old or something like that. Oh yeah. And, oh and, right. It's the drug thing. It's a drug thing. Yeah. Right. And then Nolan got sick. No, that was the other one. Sorry, this one he did not get sick. But Wait, uh, I'm remembering. I'm misremembering my episodes. But it was still, it was still like really like, uh, oh, and this is the one where he comes up through the floor, right? Oh yes. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. That, that, that's rescuing the woman. 
No, that's I'm last week. My ex- missing this my missing my episodes. Someone else this talk. Is, this <laughs> is the one the, the married couple, the f- mother and father, and they have the son who was in rehab, and then oh, they get and locked the father's in the closet, getting around killing people. And the father's killing the murderers, and then yeah, and then there's that big scene in the at the end where you know he that guy is in a cement pit or whatever. Oh right, he has and to, Nolan, Nolan this has is a big deal because Nolan has to make a choice. He has to right. make his little Sophie's choice, and like, um, you know, I I I, I want to jump in here just because um, we're talking about it. I do like. Um, I, you know, no, it's not as funny as Castle, but I do like, I feel like they found a rhythm. They definitely, you know, keep it gritty. I mean, to the, of, of a very low level, but you know, there's, there are moral dilemmas and there's tension and there's, you know, da, 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 da. It's kind of paint by numbers, but I enjoy it. Nathan Fillion is very watchable. I like him very much, but can we talk about the like Peloton PX90 thing he must have done over the summer because (laughs) he went to like fat camp or something over the summer because at first I was really concerned I thought oh gosh is he sick like I was like what's happened I didn't understand what happened because his face had changed so much and then I realized oh I was like got it because let's be honest all first season I kept thinking really you're a rookie don't you have to wait be on the force for 30 years before you you know start eating all those donuts and look like that so I I really think, um, you know, the show has taken off and he, he's kind of like, oh, I'm in this. So um, anyway, so he lost all that weight. But that's beside the point. Um, I feel like we, we should spend a little time talking about men and how they look sometimes just to make it even. <laughs> but anyway. No, you're right. Um, no, you're, you're, you know, let's objectify and, you know, belittle men for once. I'm kidding. Two wrongs don't make a right. But anyway, um, so this episode at the end, am I, should I say spoilers? Should we not no, talk no, about ahead, how it ends? No, go ahead. Talk about okay. the end. So he has to basically choose between saving a criminal, a, ba- a murderer, you know, who's definitely dying in a pit of cement and um, uh, the father, the bereaved father who is going to kill himself now that he's like finished the job of killing all of his son's killers. Um you know, and it's not Sophie's choice, but again, the show like makes you go there and it's, it's, it's just, you know, um, the, the cop was like, come on, you have to help me. You have to help me. And he just kind of makes the decision. So the point is the show overall, um, it definitely, Oh, and the other thing I want to say is I do really love that they're, they're continuing. It's not just, um, you know, who's the, who's the female, uh, rookie. I forgot her name, but Chan. the female rookie, what's her name? Chan. Oh, is it Chan? So the female rookie and her um, T.O., their relationship is growing and changing. And I think that's important because I don't want it to just be him being, you know, a jerk to her that gets old. You know what I mean? Um, So I like that they're developing the characters. I like that it's still a tense cop show. Um, It isn't like the most riveting or the best, but Nathan's very likable. I like all the characters. You you have not mentioned the most fascinating thing to me in the episode. It was that. Oh, my God. Is that like... He runs into his ex. Oh, oh my gosh, right. you're right. You're so right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now Take it away. Finally, yeah, from the Final <laughs> Destination movies. But he's already going out with Sarah Sahi. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> like, just, like either go back with her, who's amazing, who's a doctor now, you know, or Sarah Sahi, who's the head of, like, some department. I was like, God. No, but they've prepped the dump. They've prepped the dump because they've been prepping, like, him thinking she's kind of cold and heartless and detached. You know what I mean? And he's like definitely done the i mean they've definitely prepped the dump or oh you're you know, right they have the although I, I really like that i like sarah sahi i really like her on television so i really would I 
I don't really want to get rid of her. Like, um, yeah. But I also like that Harold Pernu said that if you can't be loyal to your woman, then you can't be loyal. Yes, I thought that was nice Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so that that was really good. Oh, I also liked I also liked that Harold Harold Pernu's character. There's there's a lot of parts where he's like, I'm not probably not describing this right, but he says something where it's like. You really have to look at the evidence. It's not really about your interpretation because right. that's He's how like, that's how you get to the wrong. Uh, that's how you get to the wrong thing. I was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. I was like, I like that. Like, right. um, well, but we got to move on. We got to move on. We've been on his for a while, we, uh, but I think we're all saying thumbs up for the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Next yeah. up, we're going to talk about Black Lightning, and this was the season premiere of season three. And I apparently don't remember the finale of season, of the last season because I was like, wait, why are they in jail? What? Huh? Um, I do remember at the end of the finale of last season that uh, whoever the bad guy is, I'm blanking on his name, he shows up at their house and he's like, ha-ha, you're Black Lightning. He, like, blows everybody's cover. And he's like, I know who you, all your secrets and you're Black Lightning and you're this and you're this. And so I, as, as far as I remember, that's kind of how it ended. And so then this season, like, Black Lightning's got a collar on and he's in this weird prison thing and this guy's doing experiments on him. And he's doing it so that he won't take his daughters into custody, I think. But... Yeah. It's all not clear. Like, it was not clear to me what the heck was happening. Why they were questioning him, what experiments were about. And then he lets him go, but then says you can't leave the building. And I was like, wait, what's happening? It was very confusing to me. And I usually can follow these stories better. Uh, what? Please explain, Allison. <laughs> You're asking me to explain? I thought I was the only one. I thought, oh, God, how much did I forget about this? And they did a really bad job of, of you know, previous Leons. It was hard. Because there was no, I don't the understand where they are. Make, yeah, exactly. And I was like, what? What's happened? Yeah. And it's like they, it's almost like you feel like you skipped an episode. Because I know it, there's a lot of stuff that was that was missing. What I got from the episode, from as far as I could tell, is that they're trying to kind of rethink the show, and they didn't bother to to really put the connecting tissues together so we could tell you know what's what, happening between the last thing that happened and now the first thing that happened they were just worried about okay we want to make x changes on the show and do this 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 and they didn't bother to connect the two because i did get a, a definite feeling of the show being different this right. season it has a different vibe. Well, it's, and it's not, some it's ways not necessarily I like it. bad. You're right. It's like the changes are not necessarily bad. I just no, was I lost. I was like... Yeah, because they yeah. just didn't bother. But, I mean, what they did within the context of the episode was pretty good because I... I it gave one it problem I had with the show too. is that it was yeah. always kind of... Huh? I said Sorry. they gave it a darkness. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, which I thought they, they were kind of eliminating the sort of, you know... There was kind of a dorky element to to the show. It was too, a little bit too cartoony, and especially considering that on the one hand they're trying for lots of social commentary, which I like. Um, the the cartooniness on the other side just didn't seem to match, and it seems like this time they're trying to eliminate that and give it more of a, a serious feel, a little more vibe in that direction. Yeah, the, and, the um, creepiest moment I like ever. That, but, yeah, the creepiest. Yeah, they, yeah. go ahead. They they just needed to to reestablish where we are and how we got 
to this point better than they did because it is really confusing when it starts i just kept thinking is it just me that i've just completely forgotten what what happened last year because yeah the last thing that i remember is that they were confronted by um what a- agent odell i think it is oh, all right. um and that's the last thing I recall. And so finding this happening was, was a little weird. Right. And there was no, like not even a voiceover to explain. It was just like, okay, here you go. Like what? But I have to say the bit that really got me, the creepiest part was Odell. When the kid, the guy who could do the truth seeker or whatever, he can make everybody speak the truth. I have to give the, uh, albino dude. I forgot his name. Oh, uh, who plays Tobias Whale? Tobias, yes, that's his name. I got to give Tobias credit because he didn't want to tell the truth about what was in the briefcase, but he had to tell the truth, and so he started spouting truth that he knew was going to get the truth seeker guy killed. Like, he knew that that information he gave was was bigger. It wasn't the... It, he didn't answer the question that they asked. Mm-hmm. He answered a different question, truthfully... And he knew it was going to tick off Odell. And now the truth seeker got gets eliminated. And I feel like, one, if Odell was smart, all you have to do is just not let that guy go. Finish getting the information you need. Kill him yeah. later. But the creepiest moment was the kid was like, so um, you're, gonna, you're here to kill me, right? And then they have this really long conversation and it's deep. And then he starts to leave and he goes, but I thought you were going to kill me. And, and he's like, I already did. And I was like, son of a... <laughs> and it's it's like, it's a teenager that he does this to. So it's mm-hmm. just like... And the main characters care about him. So it's just like, extra like, holy crap. And then the next shot you see, he's like in a body bag. And you're just like, what? They really killed this kid. And it, yeah, it went, it went dark really fast. So I would say I, I agree with you that I like the tone. It feels more serious. It feels... Like, actions have real consequences now, but I, I'm still a little lost on the narrative. So yeah. hopefully they'll fix that by the second episode. But we got to move on. We're really behind. We got to keep going. Uh, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up ish. I'd say they're going in the right direction. All right. Mm-hmm. Next up, we're going to talk about 911, and this is the conclusion of the tsunami storyline. And Peter, I know you were very worried about the kid. Uh, and him drowning. You were like, they're not going to drown a kid. The kid's going to be fine, right? And you kept asking me, and I was like, watch the episode. So did you, did it have a satisfying ending for you? It was. It was satisfying because it was, I mean, I general, although, I mean, me just talking about how much I like the Berlanti things, in general, I'm more of a fan of, I like it when a show can go there when you're like, whoa, I didn't think they were going to go there. However, um, with all the guilt that guy's going through at the end, I was like, oh, please have this kid be alive. Like, so. Yeah, because if they had killed that kid, he would have been jumping off a building. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, no, it's fine. I was like, essentially, the entire episode is him basically with these, with these uh, dead ends, these false leads or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. that's not that's the wrong kid or whatever. Um, but, but I will say, though, that. Um, sort of, I mean, sort of, I guess I like the rookie, like, um, nine one one is not really afraid to kill people off. They're now, yeah. they're not necessarily going to kill a kid, but I mean, like they, they, they do kill people or whatever. I mean, well, so, and also that, that, uh, fireman we got introduced to, uh, he ends up getting his arm chopped off. Yeah. Which is, uh, 
Ronda Rousey's boss. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, right, yeah. And, and they had Athena like go through and find some shears, some like garden shears to cut his arm, cut through his arm. Yes. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah they get pretty uh, but, gory but, but, on that show sometimes. I gotta say too that like um, I like that the rookie and nine one one are both are both um soft. It looks like they actually shoot it in L.A. But yeah, man, nine one one like they really have. They must have kind of a big budget for a network show. Yeah, like they that's because they recreate for the tsunami. They made a real practical flooded uh, San Diego pier. Right, the whole Ferris wheel thing. Like it's all yeah. pretty. It's pretty impressive. I that I was just like, man, it's like they really like go to town on these things. Um, so yeah, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good. Uh, and, and I and I do like the end where the guy brings the kid back for him to babysit. And he's like, yo, do you trust me still? And I was like, I mean, I know it's so kind of sappy, but like, but it works. But I mean, but I was, that is a real genuine thing that I was worried about too. I was like, is he ever going to trust him to watch his kid again? Um, so yeah. And it was like, well, you had no control over tsunami. So it's not your fault that a tsunami came, you know, he does make a joke and says, maybe you should do something inland or something. <laughs> like right, that. right, right. Uh, but yeah, that was, I enjoyed it. I thought that was good. So I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. We got to keep moving. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Emergence. And this episode, I, this is, this episode, like, heard Peter talking. Peter was like, the pilot was good, but where's the hook? I don't have a hook. And so third episode is, you want a hook? Here's the hook. And you might say that, that the third episode is too long. But actually, what I thought worked really well is for the first two episodes, you as the audience are speculating. Like, you think you might know why the government's after this girl, who these guys are that's after the girl, why, you know, like, oh, obviously the government did some weird experiments on her and did this and that. And so you're coming up with all these theories. And then on the third episode, they're like, and you're wrong. (laughs) So I think it wouldn't have played as well if they told you this in the pilot. I think especially because... The first two episodes, the police chief really gets attached to the girl and really cares about her, really loves her. And by having the big twist of what she is, now the police chief is scared of her and doesn't know if she wants her in the house. And so that flip creates really interesting tension. And uh, I am going to spoil it right now for all those who want to like turn off, but... Uh, so the big twist is that she's not some, she is an experiment, I guess. She, she is a robot. She is a robot with artificial intelligence and she's got a hard drive. Well, kind of a connection to get uploads and stuff like that, which was really cool that they showed at the end of the episode. So she is a artificial girl. Um, but and and because of that, now we don't know if she's dangerous or what. What's going on with her? And I think that that adds a different layer to everything. And I thought that was done really well. Allison, you saw it too, right? Yeah, I did. I, I thought that, I mean, the, the twist was interesting. It was the one thing I hadn't thought of exactly, uh, right. for them to do. But it, it also brings up the question that, you know, they've they've had medical personnel look over her. So what whatever kind of robot she is, they've clearly, and we've seen her cut herself and bleed. Right. Um, whatever they've done, they've, they've tried to make her as close 
uh, a simulation yeah, of a biological do, being as possible. Remember when the medical personnel they took blood and stuff, all that all that results got wiped from the computer. So right. they very conveniently wiped all the results. Yeah, but I mean just even something as simple as an X-ray um would would and and clearly they brought they they took stuff out of her which certainly looks like blood. Right. Um well they tried to use the MRI and that broke the MRI cuz she's a big magnet. Well she started she started screaming actually. And, and they they didn't even turn the I don't think that they actually turned the MRI on. She she started screaming and having you know a mental meltdown because she she was shutting down. So I it would it would be interesting actually to see what would happen if they did if they had turned the MRI on because I I don't think they even got to that point. Well, I'm pretty sure she's got metal inside of her, so that would have been a problem. It's possible, yeah. Oh, that definitely would have been bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it is interesting to see where they're going with the characters and and the the reactions certainly from uh from Allison Tolman's character was was great because on the one hand she's bonded with this girl right and on the other she's found out something which is making her question everything that Correct. she yeah. thought and and she has to worry about her her, her own daughter her family you know yeah. exactly and, and their safety so it's it's it gives it an interesting spin and clearly even if she personally is is not dangerous, which is the jury is out on, um, she's been manufactured by a man who is correct, definitely right. So yeah, there's there's a lot going on here, and I I really like the twist and how that was done. Yep, agreed. All right, Peter, is that enough to get you to go back and watch it? I mean, it might be. Could I just skip to three? You'd be missing a lot of miss, you, One, you'll stuff. miss out on the big magnet fight, which was awesome. That fight was fantastic. But, uh, I, I mean, it's only one episode, man, and it's good. It's oh, good. I guess that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's only, it's only yeah. one episode, and I think it's worth it, to un, one, to get more of the family bonding. And so then when the twist happens, you feel it more. Uh, and and it introduces a character. There's a character, an assassin guy that gets introduced in the second episode that pays off in the third. You wouldn't know who he is or how dangerous he is if you just watched the third. Yeah, I might do that. So, all right. Well, we got to keep moving. Uh, we're saying thumbs up for emergence. Next up, we're going to talk about the flash. And the only thing I have to say about the flash, because I want to get through this really quickly. (laughs) It was a mediocre episode for premiere. It was a lot of like, Oh my God, we can't believe our daughter's dead. There was a lot of that. Uh, and then they did a bunch of weird time jumps where I was like, wait, we're three months later from what's going on. And it wasn't, I couldn't tell what was happening in the storyline. And the only thing that was important is at the end of the episode, the monitor. And if you guys know the whole crisis of infant earth is company coming, the monitor is the one that's going to, to kick that off. And he showed up at the end and told them that, the Flash will disappear December 2019 instead of in 2025 because of the actions that their daughter did, that Nora did. Um, so that has moved up his disappearance. Um, and they're like, and he's like, "There's nothing you can do about it." Blah. But he doesn't do it like he's not. The Monitor's not like evil. He's just literally watching everything happen. So I think that's the only thing of any value that happened in the episode. Am I wrong, Allison? No, that was it was it was a lot of knees bent running around for no reason for most of the episode and incredibly uh, just agonizingly painfully torturously stupid stuff with a black hole. 
Um, it's, it's like, I, I mean, you, you would have to know absolutely zero about black holes and what they are and how they work for any of this to to work. (laughs) You you don't, you don't have the option of getting sucked in or not once, you know, you're once the black hole gravity, black hole, that's the, it's, it's absolute gravity. You can, no one's going to pull you out of it. You certainly can't jump into it and then jump out with a jacket. You know, I mean, like, I didn't even understand that. That's how like crazy it was. I was like, "What? What's happening?" Yeah, it, yeah, it was, no like sense. I said, the only thing of any value was the end. Okay, that's it. The rest, ignore the rest of the episode. All right, we got to keep moving because we're behind. Uh, so the episode was not great. Uh, no. Next up, we're going to talk about Nancy Drew, which was the series premiere of a show that should have been about a young girl who solves murders and crimes and everybody's astounded that such a young girl can solve murders and crimes. But instead we're treated to a show about a girl who used to solve murders and crimes, but now she's graduated from high school and she's so over solving murders and crimes. And I was like, what? So that's the premise of the show is that as a kid, she used to solve crimes, but now that she's about to, she's trying to figure out how to get money to go to college and her mom died. And so now death is her enemy and she doesn't want to think about it anymore. And she's so angsty and she's like, woe is me. And then a customer comes into the restaurant where she's working as a waitress and the customer's outside in the parking lot gets killed. And so everyone who works at the restaurant is now a suspect in her murder, except that there are video cameras that show that none of them were out there at the, no, that was the video she recorded on her phone. Take that back. But the police now suspect everybody who worked at the restaurant as being a murderer. And then at the very end, they show footage uh, like a montage showing that everyone who worked at the store had a motive and is a suspect, except our character, Nancy Drew. And so apparently this murder of some random stranger that we don't know or care about is going to be the murder they're going to solve over the, the course of the season. And then there may or may not be a ghost. And I was like, okay. I was like, that is the most ridiculous pilot I have ever seen in my life. Well, maybe not the most. Okay, that's overstating. But it was a bad pilot. Let's just say that. Wow, uh, Peter, your thoughts? I think ridiculous could be entertaining. I don't think this is very entertaining. Like, yes, I mean, that's like, true. like one. Why would you? It's such a weird thing because, I mean, look, as a kid, I remember having Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew books. And, of course, I get it. I get that they always want to, you know, CW. I I know they want to do, you know, this isn't your parents, Nancy Drew. Like, I I know. I know they want to, like, make it cool or whatever. But, but yes, having Nancy be a suspect even for a second is really ridiculous because normally the plot is supposed to be that it's, like, Nancy or the Hardy Boys or even Scooby-Doo's gang, like, it's mostly that they're not really supposed to meddle. It's like, the authorities have it covered. Nancy, you need to stay out of this. And then, of course, she her gumption gets her somewhere. So this is weird. I was like, well, now she's the suspect. Wait, what, what is going on? I did like, I will say this, I did think the cell phone footage was a nice payoff. Because she remember when she puts it there originally, she's like, oh, because I'm working, I want to see the fireworks, so I'm going to put this here out by the window. Oh, yeah, because she's recording was, it for, her, for her, her mom's memory or whatever. Right. And I was like, well, that's kind of nice. I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good hook. Or not a hook, but like a nice device. I mean, honestly, though, all these plot problems we're talking about, it's not that big of a deal. The bigger problem, and I don't want to be mean, uh, is that like, honestly, 
I think the cast is pretty bland. Like, I don't think she's very interesting. I don't think that, I mean, but that's, I mean, the CW, the CW usually is, you have young 20-somethings and their 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 acting credibility is varying, but hopefully they're charming. Like, right. you don't have to have like the greatest range, but if you're like, oh, you know, I like, I mean, like me, I like Melissa Benoist or you, Grant Gustin. It's like, if I find them charming, then it's fine. I don't, they don't necessarily have to yeah, have great range. these guys were a snooze fest. They're not, they're just really boring. Although you, you had mentioned off podcast, you do like the dad, yeah, right? Scott Wolf, because he's not... He's he is a seasoned actor. I know him. I like him, but he was in a grand total of five minutes of the episode. Yeah, he's got like nothing to do. I mean, a lot of the episode is also like Nancy and the guy that she was sleeping with who wants to be her boyfriend, and they don't really have any chemistry. I'm like, I don't like feel this at all. I will say, having said all that, um, yeah, Are you I mean, saying you like the ghost storyline? Is that what you're I saying? I do. I <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I'm curious about the ghost thing because the very last I like how she's in the the bedroom or whatever and she's pulling away the wallpaper and then there's this whole weird children chant ghost thing and then she opens the crate and then from behind her it maybe is a ghost and I was like I mean okay I guess that's kind of cool but again I am not kept going back and forth they're like is there a ghost no it might not be a ghost it's probably a person that killed this because you know good and well the ghost didn't kill this woman it's gonna be some random whatever and they're they're using the ghost as as a and they might be saying the ghost is real as in someone killed this girl because she finds the dress in her house right right. so the dress of the girl who originally got killed is in her house for some reason and she's like what the heck you know, so I get that, but the ghost is not going to be going around murdering people. It's just no, like, solve right. so, my murder. I got to say, the biggest, my biggest disappointment. Um, this is going to sound kind of weird. I mean, I mean, well, yes, I do think the actor should have been more charming. But the biggest thing to me that was is weird was, um, and who knows? Maybe it's only because it's the pilot. But um, I don't know if anybody else on this podcast ever has ever watched Riverdale. Because uh, it's it's basically saddled with it, it's it's back lined up back, with right. and Riverdale might also have convoluted plots and everything. But Riverdale is a pretty good looking show for CW. Like they use color well. They really go for that like shadowy noir thing pretty well. And so Nancy Drew's a mystery show and it's some small town with a lighthouse. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be at least it's going to be like fun eye candy. And it's not. It, it looked I mean, at least it's the standard. Well, yeah, they didn't do anything. It's a really bland, flat looking show. And I was like, eh. I was like, that's kind of lame. I was like, at least give us the the cool, moody atmosphere, you know, and eh. I, I don't think it's the worst pilot we've ever seen or anything. But yeah, I was it's not a very good pilot. It's not. What is that thing that we always joke about on? That was that summer oh, replacement. Oh, t- Dark Angel? Oh, no. Out, the Outpost. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not like, oh, my God. Like, who made this for $2? It's not bad, but, I mean, it's... I didn't say it looked super cheaply made, but it's super cheaply, cheaply acted. How about that? And written. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I would agree. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place. And, man, this show is firing on all cylinders because... When we get to that part where they're poking Cheaty and they, they're giving him the stomach ache and they're like, he needs to be motivated to help people by giving him a conflict. And that moment where uh, Eleanor just loses it when she realizes that she's actually torturing Cheaty. 
and she's enjoying it was really good. Like, that was fantastic for me. Like, the thing that's crazy about this show is sometimes it's just really funny, and sometimes it's just really moving. And that, that, that was a really moving moment for me. Uh, oh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I am... Um, you, you said... Do you still like The Good Place or no? I forgot. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you... oh, I'm ride or die. I'm ride or die on that train. I mean, I, I really... on one of the premieres, so that's why I was like... Sorry, what? I thought you were mixed on last year's premiere, so do you still watch I was. I was. Yes, I was. Uh, I thought it kind of... I thought... I just... Here's the thing. I just wondered... I thought it was a little, not lackluster, well, but just well, a not, little upper under go, them. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's no, no, go but, topic. But I no, but I I can address I can address it by moving right into this season by saying that. But it picked up, and like it always does, it has it has a great twist, you know. And um, you know, by the end of the season, I just was you know like nah, they're you know it's the good place. They're they're great, you know. Um, so, uh, but I I will say the same a little bit about this. This uh, this season as well. I mean, less less so. Um, but I want to just bounce off of what um, Libya said, which is, I mean, they're all, I mean, outstanding actors. We know that they're they're comedic actors, but certainly Ted Danson has the range, you know. And um, uh, and then uh, Kirsten Kirsten Bell, Kirsten Bell, Kirsten Bell, Kirsten, Kirsten Bell. Kirsten Bell. Um, I, I overcomplicated that name, Kristen Bell. Um, you know, can also act. And so, yeah, no, I think that's what's great about the show is it hits all the notes. I mean, there's like legit f- philosophy and, you know, moral dilemmas and, you know, there's love and there's, uh, you know, just everything. There's heart, there's a tremendous, there's uh, slapstick comedy, there's, you know, whatever. It's well, it's just a great this episode? show. What did you think about this episode? Um, I, I really liked it. I thought that... Um, it, you know, they do a nice job of balancing all the characters. It was a little low on Janet, which is fine. I mean, she's, she had an entire episode for herself at one point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, I also wondered, like the whole Chidi thing, I thought that was, a, it's a tiny twist, but I thought it was great seeing Chidi all like, I'm going on a picnic. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> that really made me laugh. And I thought, how are they going to bring him back? And then, you know, to have, it just, yeah, I just, I love the plots too. I love the twisting and I thought it was a great episode. All right. Well, we're saying thumbs up. We're going to move on. But, I mean, The Good Place is always thumbs up, pretty much for me. Oh, and actually, I I, uh, wanted to say uh, also great use of uh, Tahani because I feel like she hasn't had much to do this season. So I thought that was – Oh, that's right. She she had her own storyline where she's working on on that guy. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure if her plan is going to work because I was like, uh, we'll see. Uh, all right uh next up we're gonna talk about raising dion and last week we talked about episode one and two but i basically talked about it by myself and this week uh yusin has watched raising dion up to episode three i believe so let's talk about more like two and three so what how are you feeling about dion as a character and jason your boy jason ritter as the the goofy godfather here's the thing I, I, I know you talked about one and two, but because I'm, I'm just coming in on this, I do have to say a few overall things. I Go do. Um, I really like this show. I was not, you know, you guys know me. I'm always a little bite my bottom lip about the or grit my teeth about a show with, you know, that has main characters that are kids. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, it's about a kid. He's, he's only bring seven. He, like he's only seven yeah. years old. 
No, it's great. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the other, the girl who was in, what was that show that they canceled with Mark Paul Gossler? She she was really good. Um, yeah, but she was you know, like eleven or twelve. Vampires. Yeah. No, no. I'm I'm saying that like I can give it up to like a kid when the kid does it well. You know what I mean? So I think this kid is great. I mean, for what he's supposed to do, <clears throat> you know, he's supposed to be annoying, and he's a natural. You know, I mean, I think that um, you know, he's not likable, but he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to be annoying. You know, I and the mean, whole. I like him. I love that kid. Wait, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> the beat of the show is that he's like you know a you know, hard to manage. She's a single mom, overwhelmed. He's not like, look, I will say this, uh, you know, I, I love the little moments like that. Yeah, he's not incorrigible. He's not a pain. He's a pain in the ass, but appropriately so is what I'm saying. Like, I don't dislike the kid. I'm saying that he's like annoying as any kid his age with his issues would be. He lost his dad. He started a new school. That's what I'm trying to say. It's it's very endearing. He does a great job. He's natural. Um, they even take the time to make him likable because there's that scene where um, she drops him off at school or something. Or no, she he asks if he can go play in the lake or something. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, he like stops to say thank you to his mom. You know what I mean? So like, I think these are really small but really important things. And that's what I want to talk about. Not just the show, but I'll get to it. Episode two and three. Um, they do little things that really make it seem real and organic. It's I, it's kind of interesting and ironic to say, because it's literally about a kid who who's telekinetic and 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 uh, teleportation. Yeah. But like it's very grounded. The 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 um the relationships between the people, the dialogue, everything is very natural. His the acting from this kid, I love. I know this is episode one, but I'm getting there. Um, I love that it took 15 minutes max to show you his power. Like this wasn't like a long exposition, but I it's, but they didn't skimp either. Like instead of telling me, they showed me, they showed me the relationship. They showed me, you know, everything. They showed me the power within the first 15 minutes. So you know what you're getting. You're like, whoa, this kid. I mean, this is supernatural, this show, but yet grounded in such reality. So uh, the moments between the kids, uh, the kid and his mom, very realistic. He's trying to figure out his powers. His mom's trying to figure out his powers. The thing with the ghosts, I'm getting to it now. Um, it's fascinating because now is it supernatural? Is it scientific? I'm thinking, was the dad involved in some sort of, you know, scientific thing? Because the ghosts come out, they see an image of her dad. Her um, grief over her husband is very poignant. I, I really like the lead actress. The other thing that they do well is... Um, Oh my gosh, the cliffhangers for every episode. It's, I mean, they tailored this to binge because every time I thought, oh, it's a little late. Oh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch the rest tomorrow. The, um, the, cliffhanger, the cliffhanger was good, a, yeah. Yeah, so good. Every episode. And then I'll just finish with this. By the, um, they, you know, Jason Ritter, you know, I love my guy, Jason yep. Ritter. That's how I hooked that you. From, That's how I hooked you. I know. <laughs> what is it? Jason couldn't sh- save this show, whatever. What was it? Um, I forget what his name is, but anyway, that um, couldn't save, probably saves the world or whatever. He is the heart of the show in many ways. And I was afraid they were going to use him as comic relief and they do, but in a very, very natural, organic way. So when he learns at the, Ooh, am I not supposed to say that? Are we spoilers? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. When he learns um, at the end of episode three, that, um, you know, the kid, uh, he has Dion. these powers. Dion, of course. Um, 
I I find that it's again because they set up all the characters really well because they set up the relationship really well because across the board including the kid is um you know is so well acted it it it's more than like a superhero reveal you know what I mean it's it's I don't know I find it a, a wonderful mix of grounding and supernatural put together and it's it's really great to watch and the last thing I want to say is because you know I'm obsessed with sound sound design is fantastic the score is excellent the soundtrack is excellent and I'm going to say this one little thing because I really made me smile when she first finds out about um, his powers like really starting to learn it about them um and he keeps calling them magic he's like you know I'm a magician I can do magic. yeah yeah you know that all that stuff cute Anyway, when she, there's a moment, a very quiet moment where she's trying to f- really absorb what she's seeing and what her reality is going to be next. Um, they play this like tiny triangle bell, like xylophone music that's very reminiscent of Harry Potter's theme song. Listen to it again if you don't believe me. And I thought, wow, like just a little almost subconscious kind of like you know, feeling of magic and everything. They do that great. There's a lot of little moments in it. So I really like the show. I'm, I'm probably going to binge the rest of it today. I got, I'm clearing my calendar, folks. <laughs> Sunday is crazy beyond. I, I'm really excited to see how they, I hope they don't drop the ball because I really like this show. I uh, think everyone should. The do. next episode, I think you're going to get a kick out of. It's just Jason Ritter <laughs> and Dion together. Like take your kid to work day. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. And he, you know, him being the mentor, I, I, I like it. I think it's really well written. It's well acted. It's great. It, you know, yeah, it's a good show. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about The Blacklist, which, yes, it's still on. I know you're going, what the heck? That's That was what, uh, Peter, you just said that, right? Well, yeah, because I can't believe it's, I just don't, how many seasons is that? I don't know. We're on like eight, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but the, 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 they're calling themselves flipping the script because they just added, uh, Katarina Rostova or faux Katarina Rostova, depending on how you're looking at it, because the last season ended with him meeting some mystery woman in France and she knocks him out with a needle. And then Dembe this season is like red wanted to meet somebody he trusted. He said he could trust her. And so they, the commercials are telling us. And it's the assumption, Keen is assuming somewhat that it's her mom. But when you hear Red and the woman talk, he never calls her Katerina. And they talk about Dom. And I was like, wait, isn't that Katerina's father? Why are they just calling him Dom? Like, she never goes my dad or my father. So it's really... it, it, It feels like they're misleading us somewhat. Which the show is famous for? What did you think, Allison? Um, well, I felt the same way. You know, I, I'm I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking, okay, well, they're going to to huge lengths to avoid things like you know the proper adjectives and nouns and pronouns and and whatnot that would absolutely solidify that yes she's Katerina Rostova. I think at, 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 there are other people who've referred to her that way. But at the same time, you've Red got other people. Red never does, right? Red never does. The people, Red and Dom, never referred to her like that, and um, and they've had various misdirections, like finding the uh, the piano music, and he he specifically says, "Oh, that was my daughter's," but they don't connect it with her 
in the right. slightest, and they're very vague in their language. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that we're totally being misdirected. Last week, uh, they had characters who were who were talking about she wanted information on Katarina Rostova, Rostova right. which seems unlikely if she's the same person. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that's, her that's whole an thing was thing she was do. like she was like if the such and such protocol has been initiated then I'm in danger and I need you your help to get me out of danger. That's what she keeps saying she wants red for. She never asks for information about Katarina. Never in her what? never to red. Every time you know cuz in this episode she's got him chained up and she's asking him questions and she ne- and then she says my fam- my entire family's dead. If that was true, then Dom would be dead and uh, Keen would be dead. But, exactly. Yeah, she was like, my whole family's dead and there's nothing you could do to bring them back. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Katarina then. Yeah, uh, so they're definitely playing games. And right. and I mean, you know, the, the thing is with the Blacklist is they've dragged this out for so long that it's uh, there's a part of me that just wants to get it over already because I, I know that they do this, but, you know, I mean, come on, how long can you can you keep this alive? And I have the feeling that they're not going to actually reveal what's going on until like the last 10 minutes of the last episode, which annoys me. But um, that will be super annoying, you know, especially because certain characters like Dembe, for instance, knows clearly knows exactly what's going on. Right. Uh, But I on the 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 good side, the other thing is. When he's losing all this blood and then the nurse puts the blood back in, he calls Dembe and is like, I need my platelets. And I'm like, he didn't say my frozen blood. He was like, I need my platelets. I was like, what? That's very, that's weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he gets infused yeah. with this yellow something. Uh, after he gets the blood put back in, then he gets a whole container of this yellow stuff, which... He says they're platelets, but I don't know what the heck that is and why would he need... Never mind. I just thought that was an odd thing. Yeah, they they play with stuff like that. I mean, structurally, I thought the episode was, was, it was pretty great. good. Yeah, I, I do it. like I do like the new girl who is the, the one who played the nurse. Oh, uh, she, she, yeah, and he's like, we're going to keep you. And I was like, yay! Yeah, I was Sucks very happy for her. about that. Sucks for I, her. Like, <laughs> I liked her. I liked her. Yeah. Let's keep her around. Let's make her yeah. part of Team red you know yeah he was like Um, you still owe me a debt yeah so so i like that so so we've got her working on the team but at the same time we've got some tension uh the only thing i didn't like about the episode was really the ending because we've got now our our katarina quote unquote living living down the hall and 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 it's it's I, i hate that trope i really do where liz somehow manages never to speak to Red about the new neighbor, and he never sees her. And well, part but, of it's just, also just Red's on fault. On. But it's also Red's fault because she, she's he was like, "You brought this on us because you started asking questions." And she was like, "Yes, I asked questions, but you should have told me the answers." If Red had just, if Red, when she just asked five minutes ago, was like, "What is going on? What happened? Who is this woman?" If Red had answered that question, then she would know she was in danger. But the fact that this woman can move in down the down the hall, knowing that Red will never tell her, and that you know she's safe to infiltrate, that's Red's fault. True. Um, and I also it's hate the writing he, of the show's fault. That's true too. But I also hated Red blaming her for her own grandfather being shot. I was like, really, dude, that's dirty. 
Well, from his point, because that's the thing, he's looking at it from his own perspective and and believing that, you know, he's right in, in not telling her these things, and she just kept pushing it and pushing it. So, um, yeah, from his perspective, I can see him seeing that. Ugh. All right, fine. But I still don't agree with him. All right, uh, let's move on. I, I mean, it's convoluted, but I'm still enjoying the ride, I have to say. I'm still enjoying Red. I'm still enjoying all the relationships. So I'm I'm still in. And I still feel like, unlike on Supernatural, which I know we didn't talk about, where the I feel like the actors are phoning in their performances in their last season. I really, even though this show is convoluted and is moving and like barely turning its wheels, it's still making it entertaining. You know, so I'm still like, man, I'm still enjoying this show. All right, let's move on. Next up. We're going to talk about The Politician, which is on Netflix. And I will only talk about the pilot because that's all I saw. And I'm not sure how far you guys want to talk. Uh, well, we'll talk as far as Peter. Peter, how many episodes did you get in? I've, there, are, um, there are eight. I've seen four. I just started five. Okay, so let's talk about the first four. Let's do that. Um, but I, I will only talk about... Let me talk first about the pilot because that's the only one I saw. Okay, yeah. Uh, so... I walked into this assuming I wasn't going to like it because I generally don't like shows like this. And I found the, and and my opinion of the lead guy was Peyton was pretty much right. I don't particularly like him or his crew of politicians. I don't care about the election, but I will say this, the river guy, I found him super interesting um, because he seemed really genuine and then I told, I texted Peter. I was like, I like this river. Dude. It seems cool. And Peter's like, you won't think so for very long. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I keep watching and I get to the end of the episode and I still like him. So I'm sure there's something that happens in some other episode I haven't seen. But in the episode that I watched, I thought that river story was very tragic. I wanted to know more about his character. What drove him to commit suicide? Um, like I, from what we saw and he gave a speech like during his president's speech about why he almost killed himself earlier. Uh, and that was just like, wow. Okay. But I feel like we need to know more about his life to really understand that motivation. Uh, and I'm interested. I want to know. And Peyton's character, I don't really care that much about other than him being adopted into this family and uh he could they were like well don't you want to find your birth mother he's like nope and he answered the question too fast like she's just a line on his resume but he doesn't care about her as a person and the only thing that i thought was interesting but not necessarily in a good way is at the very end when he has a fake breakup with his girlfriend and he kind of makes it a real breakup. Like, she's like, well, the only thing I need is when I, we pass in the hall, we don't look, but then you look back at me. And then he didn't do it. And I was like, oh, he's liking the attention he's getting from all of this. So he's like not really interested in getting back with her is the way I read it. Um, so it made me like him less. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Peter, your version of me, uh, of characters you like and my version are very, very different. So you were like, you're going to like them later. And I was like, mm, I don't think that's you true. Know, I didn't, well, okay, wait. First of all, um, 
I don't I want to hear Allison's take. Uh, but um, no, 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 no. <laughs> what I was saying to you about River is it Rivers with an S? River? No, it's just one. River. It's just River. About River was you said something like I like this River guy, and I and my response was like I thought my response was like Well, he's not going to be there for long or something. <laughs> don't like, get too you attached. Don't get too attached. <laughs> that thing, that's what I meant. He, oh, I, like, I thought you. I thought you meant he was going to become a bad guy, and I wasn't going to no, like him anymore. I was like, He's not going to be there. Although for... he does, he does make reappearances. Yes. With flashbacks, yes. I'm sure with flashbacks, because you got to see how their relationship kind of happens. Right. Um, but no. I really thought he was interesting. I liked him a lot. No, I, here's my thing with Peyton, and I'll, and of course I have not finished the show, but my thing with Peyton is the thing about River is that yes, he's you know he's obviously he's charming. He seems like a nice guy. You know, he looks like Superman. Um, but I. Yes, I don't know if you can build a show around that type of character. The thing about Peyton is absolutely he's absolutely self-centered. He absolutely has insecurities. But, like, that's why he's the lead character. Because I disagree. Theory, no, because in theory, he's the one who has – he's got a lot more to grow. Well, no, like, you know, River has something going on where he wants to die. So something else is going on with him well, that could be equally interesting. I mean, Even though he's super pretty and charming, his life obviously sucks. Yeah, so, I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that. Well, I guess I would see what you're saying there. I, I mean, to me, uh, what I like about the show of of the half half of the show that I've seen is that, like, I think that uh, Peyton and his crew, and then um, Astrid and her crew, like, I, I don't know. I think they're all pretty engaging. They're Ugh. they they're abs- they're absolutely. I mean, this is a super privileged school, so these are, these are absolutely like can be narcissistic characters for sure. Um, but I don't know. I find them all pretty interesting. I, I don't, I by no means think it's a perfect show. And I think that's what Allison uh, will get to. I mean, this is a, a big Ryan Murphy production, but I, I like I feel, the song number. I thought that was great. Oh yeah. I feel like Ryan. Well, you, you cast Ben Platt in something. You're going to have him sing. Right. Yeah. He has uh, an amazing voice. I think that Murphy, you know, and of course, like I know he, Ryan Murphy, it seems like he's pretty involved with all these things, but like, I feel like Ryan Murphy has his his like his serious like consistently good type of Emmy things like the people versus OJ or Pose and then he has these things which is like yes. well they're kind of satires and they're kind of all over the place but they're very well made and he has a pretty good cast and so it's like it's not all working but it keeps me going I just Allison would you agree would you say that's kind of uh, I would say definitely. I mean, if, if, if where where the politician is concerned, it's it's probably the most Ryan Murphy of Ryan Murphy shows I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, and and depending on how you like that kind of thing, will will you know that'll affect whether you like this or you don't. Because I, I think like Glee, for instance, has, I love first season ve- and then I hated it. So yeah, and then it it just kind of fell fell apart. And the thing is, this is this is like sort of watching Glee on steroids. It's it's all the things that are good about Glee and all the things that are maddening about yeah, Glee, I would agree. all thrown together in eight episodes. And it's it's just because I've seen the whole thing, and it's it's hugely entertaining. I think the cast is amazing. Uh, the characters start out as grotesque caricatures, and they do become more humanized as as the show goes on, and you start to relate to them more. Um, but they're not perfect people; they're not n- even nice people, certainly to start with. And uh, you know, you're 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 kind of just 
building on your familiarity with them rather than any sense of admiration, really. But um, the, the, the pro- my problem with the show is that its sense of focus is all over the map. Because um, you don't know, okay, is this going to be like focusing on uh, satire of our electoral process? Is this a satire of, of mean high school kids? Is this a satire of, of you know, uh, gender issues? Is this a satire of psychological problems? Is this a satire of, you know, and it just, it just goes on and on. They keep ticking off the boxes. Um, the further on you go in the show, the more elements they keep adding to the point where at the, in the very end, it does such a complete change in tone and, and place that you get almost a sense of whiplash. Well, there's- and it, at the same time, I still were, was hugely entertained by it, but it really is just, you know, way out. I, I, it's like whatever random thought hit, you know, the, the writers at the time. It's like, let's do that. And, <laughs> well, and they I do. Will, I will say that um, there's an episode, um, and, and it's weird because I was like, wait, that was it? Like, uh, there's, it, Livia, if you keep watching, episode four, four or five, now I'm wondering if maybe I finished five, is called The Voter. So, oh, the yeah. whole, so the whole episode is about basically, um, obviously, you know, you can tell Libya that, you know, this it's going to be a very close race between Peyton and Astrid and everything. Right. And essentially in one episode, the characters are like, well, there there's only so many people at the school. So what it is, is the episode called The Voter is about this one guy. And he, in theory, could be a very important vote. It's only a 27-minute episode. Because I was like, wait, that went by really fast. Like, because it's really just about it's, – it's almost like this weird offshoot. I'm glad they did it. And I'm actually probably glad it wasn't a full 50 minutes or whatever. But it's interesting because I was like, oh. I was like, oh, we're following this guy the whole time. Does that make sense? Like I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it becomes just entirely about him. And it parts of it are just hilarious. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the whole thing in the bathroom especially – I was just oh yeah, yeah totally but um you know it's yeah they do things like that it's like but 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 why that's i know i don't know going. but that's my thing is at this point i don't think i care about the election at all uh because they're just disgusting people doing disgusting things to get votes and i don't i see that every day in real life like i don't need i to mean i know it. i i don't know i feel like it's I don't know. I, I think it's pretty entertaining. I will say I think the criticism that I have with the show, um, which is strange because I don't think this is as all this is not at all um, a problem on something like Pose, which is that like I think Ryan Murphy's like I think his um, what's the like his sweet spot or whatever is basically dealing with mostly like privileged people usually white like yeah, uh, and i i'm over it it is it is but the problem i think i have with politician isn't that actually i think all those like i again i really like i i think peyton is an interesting character the problem is more um except for jessica lang who i think is pretty good i think all the characters that are supposed to be i guess like working class or poor i think they're too caricature there's a character that is Allison, I think you'll know who I'm talking about. There's a guy who's he's sort of like a kidnapper character. Like, yes, he's yeah. like I cannot get a hand. I'm just like, eh, like he just seems like yeah, a Ricardo. Cartoon. Ricardo, yeah, Ricardo. He's just and like he's, he's Hispanic, really. 
sort of. I, <laughs> like, they you know, don't, you know, they don't really make, really? Uh, they don't make an ethnic issue of him. He's, yeah, he's not like this. just a re- In fact, his hair is like partially dyed blonde. He's just this really dumb guy. He's so dumb. Like, and it's just that, that's the stuff that I think Murphy can't nail. I think Murphy does do a good job with people like Gwyneth Paltrow. All these people that are super wealthy and put, like, I think, yeah, he probably knows that world. Yeah, so I, think, I know, but yeah. I'm not interested in that world. Oh, see, the thing is, he's, he doesn't like present these people like what they're doing should be something admirable. He's no, no, not at all. Oh, I, I understand that. I just, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, no. I don't think I care anymore. He's done it a million times. But anyway, we need to, we need to move on. So, are you guys recommending people watch it? You're basically oh, yeah, saying I, I, if you like Ryan Murphy, watch it. If you don't like Ryan Murphy, don't watch it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a taste it. thing. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot, and I I would recommend it. But if if you can't get into his thing you know then you're probably not going to like it no yeah, right. i would agree yeah all right let's wrap that up if you guys have any questions or comments send them to tv campfire gmail.com follow us on twitter we're on facebook listen to us on kryptonradio.com krypton radio we now listen to itunes and we'll talk to you guys next time Bye-bye. bye bye bye